do we help children learn to practice the spiritual disciplines? That's the topic we'll be working with today in another edition of the Renovare Weekly Podcast. My guest today is Lacey Borgo, and Lacey comes from Colorado. She's a member of the Renovare ministry team, and she's written a series of three books on working with children and spiritual formation. The books are titled Good Dirt. I hope you enjoy. I don't want to um, peg you as the children's person, but you you have much to say about spiritual formation and working with children. Um, Is that something we could talk about today? Yeah, that sounds great. And I'm really uh, glad that you brought that up about the whole kid thing. Um, uh, It's a little bit of a bee in my own bonnet um, concerning being pegged the kid thing, the kid (laughs) person. Um, I... I see this a lot in churches, and I see it a lot um, just in our society in general, that we tend to split the population um, into these tiny little sectors um, where we can uh, sort of lay a value on top of them. It's Mm -hmm. easier to dissect and assign value to people if we're able to separate them out. And then we have a sort of we have some difficulty with uh, learning from each other and mm. really enriching one another's lives. So while you're exactly right, I am the kid person. I write <laughs> children's curriculum, family devotionals, and I'm a spiritual director at a, a four children at a homeless shelter. Um, I also do the same things, some of the thing, same things with adults. Okay. Um, the great theologian Carl Reiner likes to talk about uh, bringing our childhood up with us through adolescence and into adulthood, mm-hmm. and that a fully formed, um, mature adult will have those um, threads of innocence and character that are formed in childhood with us. And if we separate that out, we just we just don't do as well. We're not as whole. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I've heard you do some teaching on some of the work you do with kids, and it, it I mean, there's something to be said about uh, if we really uh, understand something, we should be able to take it and explain it in such a way that kids can grab onto it. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Would, would you agree? Uh, yeah, I think that's that's so true, and and yet on so many levels, however you simplify it for a child is really means that you've made it accessible to adults. Ah. Uh, it, it speaks to that child inside all of us yes. um, that really needs to continue to grow and nurture and be brought into a relationship continuously with, with Jesus. Uh, that's good. Well, I, I once heard, I was, I was sitting with a group of people, and they were kind of asking the question and working with the idea that, um, you know, spiritual formations really only for people in their 40s and beyond that have been beaten up by life enough to where they're wanting something more. Um, yeah. And that, that felt very off to me. Yeah. Um, I um, Experiential-wise, I just haven't seen that to be true. Mm-hmm. Um, spiritual formation is learning to recognize God completely around us and involved in our lives and respond mm, yeah. simply. And children, I mean, whoa, are they <laughs> totally aware 
of what is going on around them. I mean, that's one of the things about mixing children and adults, um, keeping things, um, you know, folks together of different age levels, is that they help us to become aware. Mm. I don't know how many times I've, when my children were little toddlers, we would walk to the mailbox and it should only take you about you know two or three minutes but it would take like half an hour (laughs) because they were so aware of ants and ladybugs and you know we live out in rural Colorado and elk poo and all of that (laughs) kind of stuff they were helping me be aware because I was about the task at hand I had a list to do (laughs) but it's really children that help us and separating them out I think it, it, it certainly hasn't helped them, but it really hasn't helped us. Yeah. Jesus said the kingdom is open by them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, they really teach us, too, to be co-creators um, in, in the same way. I mean, there, there's the anecdotal story everybody tells about buying their children um, toys at Christmas, and they play with the boxes instead of the toys. <laughs> right. Well, they're co-creating. I mean, that's a, just a beautiful common example of co-creating. Um, my children, um, as many children do, wrote on the walls with crayon, Mm-hmm. God mm-hmm. forbid, but that's what they did. But they're co-creating. <laughs> and if if I were to be able to sort of step back and say, you know, where, how am I participating, um, uh, creating in the kingdom mm-hmm. with the Trinity? How how can I do that? The children open us um, to be able to do that. Mm, that's beautiful. I I, I love how, um, and I, I've seen this in you before, but uh, how sincere you are in saying you learn from kids. And, and teaching them helps teach and form you. Absolutely. Um, at Haven House, which is the homeless shelter that I practice direction with children at, um, at during um, Christmas, particularly Advent and Easter, we play with a, a, a set of toys that tell that story. And so mm-hmm. as I was playing with one particular child during Christmas, and we had built the inn, um, out of some old blocks that we had found and Mary and Joseph were rejected at the end. I hadn't really realized until a child said, you know, they were homeless like me. Mm. That Jesus was his, his first, his first breath on this earth was mm. as a homeless child. Wow. And, um, I, I, I instantly, uh, needed to shelve my own emotion to be able to be there for the child. But later, I really had to go and explore what does that mean? What does that mean yeah. for me? Oh, that's beautiful. With the, yeah. well, tell me, what do you do with kids? How do you work with them in formation? Um, well, um, formation, children's spiritual formation and uh, spiritual direction are two different things. Mm-hmm. So formation is how they are learning to uh, recognize and respond. Mm-hmm. So be, mm-hmm. be that process of being formed um, into uh, Christ followers. Yes. Um, and direction is a practice that happens under formation. And um, to be honest, it's not common. Um, I'm writing, working on my doctoral work right now, and um, there's like maybe two of us out there who are writing on this. Uh, On spiritual um, spiritual direction with kids. That's correct. That's correct. Well, talk a little bit about that then. What, I mean, yeah, I've never heard of Children yeah. seeing a spiritual director. What, how does that? Yeah. How does that work? 
Yeah, um, well, um, at, at the shelter, which is the place that I predominantly um, practice, uh-huh. um, uh, in, in adult versions of direction, the adult um, chooses to go to direction. Mm-hmm. And the children at Haven House choose. It is completely up to them for them to come and see me. Okay. And um, it, we sit one-on-one. In fact, we sit on a little white blanket mm-hmm. to uh, show that this time together is a, a sacred time of us both listening. Mm-hmm. Listening, we say that we are listening to the Holy Spirit, and we're also listening to their life. What is their life saying? Mm-hmm. Um, teaching them to see. I think of direction being a lot of teaching them to see. Mm-hmm. And then um, we have a couple of little rhythms that we do each time. I have some a whole different set of pictures of children with Jesus, and they choose the one that speaks most deeply to their heart. Mm-hmm. And that's the one they pick, and they put it by a little battery-powered candle because we're not good with open flame. <laughs> <laughs> and... Uh, and then I, I give them the opportunity to talk about their highs and lows of the day. Okay. So where did they know that they that God was near? Where did they see or participate? And then sometimes that language isn't available to children. So I'll ask them something that was really good that happened during the day. Tell me about something really good or something mm-hmm. really beautiful. Or those things that are the fingerprints of God throughout our day. Yes. And then as they talk, I just, I look for them a moment of authenticity. Uh-huh. And um, once it, it opens itself up, then I give them an opportunity to pray through play or pray using prayer beads or paint mm-hmm. or any of those sort of ways. And that's basically what a session looks like. How, how do kids play through play? Pray through play. <laughs> it can look a, a lot of different ways. One of the ways is the the play sets I have of the life of Jesus. Uh-huh. So they might um, play with that set as a prayer, um, and they um, we have a little prayer that we pray beforehand, which is like God come and play with me. Mm. So they're playing <laughs> with God during that time. Um, it might be building something with blocks. Mm-hmm. Um, I also have the little figures. I don't know if you remember the, the Pixar movie in Inside Out okay. with the yeah. little emotions. Mm-hmm. So they'll play with those mm-hmm. and sometimes playing their emotions um, with God. Mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I can only assume it's very powerful from the looks on their faces. They mm. aren't really, many of them aren't really, um, I can, are able to articulate the way that they feel and what they are saying. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um, so so those are some of the ways that they play. But they'll paint. That's mm-hmm, another mm-hmm. one. They love painting. Watercolors are so forgiving and lovely. <laughs> um, what, yeah. what a, um, I mean, I think many adults need to hear to go <laughs> <laughs> play as prayer and uh Paint as prayer. Uh, yeah. Uh, when I do uh, spiritual direction with adults or um, sometimes when I taught at the Institute, at uh-huh. Navarre's Institute, um, I use Silly Putty. I also always have a few Silly Putty eggs with me mm-hmm. um, to really sort of sculpt. Sometimes, you know, pictures can hold more words than we can cognitively drum mm-hmm. up. Mm-hmm. Um, I had one child in spiritual direction tell me, I don't really have any words to say, but it's like me and God share the same feeling. 
And I thought about how many different times in my life I, you know, because of whatever reason, I can't really get the words formed together, Hmm. but that I can put the feeling there and um, that God would enter into that space with me Hmm. and we could share that together. That's good. uh, sort of transcends the ability or needed ability um, of cognition. <laughs> I I've, I've frequently will feel like words, they, they fail me, they betray me. I can't quite, I, they never come out right. <laughs> um, <laughs> Even with God. Yeah, <laughs> yeah sometimes they, yeah. yeah. Well, how, how does this work with the direction? How do they respond to it? Um, you know, what I found is expectation is key. Mm-hmm. If you expect that children hear from God, children hear from God. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I, I work really um, hard to hold the boundary of not leading, but instead just opening a space uh-huh. to asking some curious questions and just being um, kind of open to whatever experience that they're going to have and uh-huh. trust that the Holy Spirit is in it. I mean, mm. can we as adults trust the Spirit? <laughs> so often that's really, that's sort of the, that's the bite you question yeah. that adults have all the time with kids. I mean, I, I certainly do. Oh, that's so good. Can can we trust that God is fully available, yeah. fully intent on interacting with them? Yeah. And, um, yeah. Has the hound of heaven been <laughs> on their heels yes. since their beginning? Yeah. Yeah. And, and and can transcend their abilities or lack of language to and, understand. Yeah. And, and, and I mean, this... It has far-reaching, I don't want to say consequences, but far-reaching application Mm -hmm. um, for the developmentally disabled. Mm -hmm. I mean, Mm -hmm. once we start understanding that this is the way that the Holy Spirit works, the Trinity transcends Mm -hmm. this, and we're we're talking about folks at the end of their life. We're we're talking about... um, at my most desperate moments when cognition is way not possible. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so often we, we turn faith into, you know, heads, head knowledge or academics and, you know, exegesising things and lose touch with the, the point is living our life with God and being present to him. Ab- absolutely. And, and I would say that children are more available for a whole person formation than adults are. Hmm. I mean, we, um, the great gift of cognition, I mean, it is a gift, um, is to be able to control things. Okay. And children have very little need to control. <laughs> and so they're able to go into their bodies and go into their emotions hmm. and yeah. meet God in those places, not limited, which they will grow into cognition. Mm-hmm. Oh, I wonder if that's a piece for, you know, Jesus's words of becoming like little children is le- learning to live without our need for control. Yeah, I, I think, <laughs> I think ab- absolutely. I mean, my children, when they, as they have grown in cognition, when we're in the car, they want to have control over the radio mm-hmm. and they want to have control where we go. But when, when they were little, they really didn't. They were there for the ride, really, and the Cheerios, but the ride. <laughs> How? What would a kid, I mean, if I talked with sure. one of the kids you work with, what would they say about their time um, with Lacey in, in spiritual direction? <laughs> they would 
probably say they really love the gumball at the end. <laughs> <laughs> Don't we all, huh? <laughs> for, to be perfectly honest, they would say really that gumball is where it is. Um, uh, I can say what I hope they would say. Yeah, sure. um, uh, I hope that they would say that they met Jesus mm-hmm. and they talked with Jesus. Uh, we call it holy listening. Yes. So um, that they met and talked with Jesus during holy listening uh-huh. and that they, they, they took him with them yeah. into their lives. Mm-hmm. Well, I just got this beautiful picture of, I mean, this is something they can carry on through their life, right? And set them on a trajectory of living life with God beyond just Sunday school stories and morals and such. I, I, it is, that's my, I mean, um, if you were to ask like, what's my driving passion mm-hmm. in, it, as a human being, it's, it's first for myself to be able to recognize, um, when God is near, which is all the time and, um, participate in that presence. Yes. And, and my passion extends to the folks that I get to do life with, including the people that I am a director for mm-hmm. to help them to be able to recognize and be aware of God when he's near them and to live into that, mm-hmm. respond mm-hmm. to it. Mm-hmm. Um, it. It drives to almost everything I do, mm-hmm. every choice I make, um, down to the minute points mm-hmm. sometimes. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's good. I just was um, listening to an interview I did with uh, Mimi a couple of weeks ago. Where oh. She used the line, and it just jumped out at me, is that we, we're learning to cooperate with what God is already doing in our in our lives. Yeah, and absolutely. I love that picture, and we can work that with kids, too, that God is doing something in their lives and helping them mm-hmm. enter into that and cooperate mm-hmm. with that. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Are you going to write on this topic? We need a book on spiritual direction with children. <laughs> well, um, uh, there'll be a dissertation on it. Um, I'll <laughs> that will likely be horribly boring, and I recommend it maybe to no one. <laughs> um, uh, I, I hope to maybe do a little teaching around spiritual direction with children first, okay. and and then and then a book. Um, I would like to more than anything. I'd like to tell the children's stories. Uh huh. Uh huh. Good. Um, because children won't read a book on spiritual direction with children. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so um, I would like to tell their stories so that they can help adults step into the kingdom. Yes, I love it. Spiritual direction with children in a homeless shelter. That's just yeah. That's just beautiful. Yeah. Good to talk with you, Lacey. You too. Bye-bye. Bye.